0: Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal
1: health and vitality. Welcome to Least of These, where I cover the cases that need it most because every life matters and everyone deserves justice. I'm your host, Leah D. Today, I'll be covering the case of Andrean McDonald in San Antonio, Texas. Let's get right to it. Andrine Nicole McDonald was born in Port Antonio, Jamaica on September 23rd, 1989, and from the very beginning, she was beautiful, bright, and brilliant. By the age of 18, when most of us are still trying to figure out what we want to be when we grow up, hardworking Andrine had already graduated with an associate's degree in business studies from Excelsior Community College in Kingston, Jamaica. According to MySanAntonio.com, she migrated to the United States and soon after met Andre McDonald. Andre was 11 years her senior and serving as an officer in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. Andreen was wise beyond her years and extremely driven. So it's no surprise Andre was smitten pretty much instantly. By July of 2009, the pair were married. This was Andre's second marriage. He had previously been married in 2003 to another woman, and there's some speculation that Andre had left his previous wife to be with Andrine. Regardless, they were married, and in October of 2014, Andre was transferred to Lackland Air Force Base in San Antonio, Texas, to serve as a cyber warfare officer with the 426th Network Warfare Squadron. As soon as they made the move to San Antonio, Andrine got to work as she always did, furthering her education. She went on to earn a bachelor's degree in business administration from the University of Texas at San Antonio. While Andrine was busy studying and getting that degree, the McDonald's learned that their family would be growing, and when Andreen was just 21 years old, she gave birth to a beautiful baby girl. By the age of 22, she used her education and drive to build a successful assisted living business she named Starlight Homes. And when I say successful, I do mean successful. In September of 2017, Andrine was featured in the San Antonio Woman magazine as a role model who worked hard, took risks, and got it done. And get it done, she did. In the three years she had been in Texas, she had earned that degree, built her business from the ground up, and was overseeing everything from operations to human resources to marketing over Starlight Homes, at not one but two locations, serving over twenty-eight residents twenty-four-seven. According to Andrine, as she spoke to San Antonio Woman magazine, she drew her inspiration for Starlight Homes from her mother's career as a certified nursing assistant and her husband's family's loving care of his grandmother, who was a victim of a tragic accident that caused her to need care after her left leg had to be amputated. Andrine and her employees cared for residents in a warm, loving environment where they were treated like family. With two assisted living facilities to run, somehow Andrine found time to work out, lift weights, and was also a successful athlete. To say she was a go-getter would be the understatement of the year. It seemed Andreen had achieved the American dream. She had a husband with a successful career, a daughter that she adored, a beautiful home in a great neighborhood, and a successful business of her very own. From the outside looking in, Andreen had it all. But appearances can be deceiving. Only those closest to Andrine had any clue that anything was wrong, but the truth would soon be revealed. On Friday, March first, two 2019, Andrine didn't show up for her 5.15 a.m. Iron Tribe fitness class. Her trainer immediately knew something was off. This wasn't Andrine, As I'm sure you know by now, Andreine was always on time and extremely dependable. Her health and fitness were very important to her. She would never just miss a class with no explanation. Later that morning, she was supposed to show up for work at Starlight Homes. But it was now into the afternoon and there was no sign of Andrine. At this point, her friends didn't think. They knew something was very wrong. And they wasted no time, hopped in their cars, and headed straight to Andrine's house hoping against hope that this was all just some crazy misunderstanding and they'd find Andreen safe and sound. But that's not what happened. According to News 4 San Antonio, her friends arrived at the house. They banged on doors and windows, but no one answered. So they decided to check all the doors to see if they could get inside after they noticed that both of Andrine's cars are still there. They made their way towards the back door and saw a new burn pile in the backyard and what appeared to be a zipper in the ashes. They rushed to the door, and bingo, the back door was unlocked. They went inside and up to the master bedroom. As they made their way through the bedroom, they smelled bleach and noticed that the carpets had been recently cleaned. Once they made their way to the master bathroom, their hearts sank. They found a mix of blood and hair on a light switch in the bathroom. Her two friends raced over to pick up Andrine's mother, who actually lived at the home with Andre and Andrine, but was working nearby. They get her and headed back to the house. As they pulled back into the driveway, they saw Andre leaving. A call was placed to the Bear County Sheriff's Office for a welfare check at 1.22 p.m. Deputies arrived shortly after, and andreine's mom and friends walked police through the home, pointing out everything they had just discovered. It's during this first walkthrough that a Bear County Sheriff's deputy found andrine's purse, ID, and keys have also been left behind and It only got worse, according to the arrest affidavit. One of andreine's friends informed the officer. That Andrine had told her on multiple occasions that if she ever went missing, it would be because Andre McDonald killed her. As the officer is standing there, Andre McDonald himself rolled back up to the house. Was he concerned for his wife? Panicking that the mother of his child was missing? The answer was no to both. But that's because he knows where she is or so he says. The explanation is simple. He told the deputy that Andrine was being treated at Baptist Emergency Hospital. Everyone breathed a sigh of relief, but not for long, because in the 2.5 seconds it takes to call the hospital and verify this information, the officer was informed that Andrine is not a patient there and never was. Why in the fresh hell would Andre make something like this up? When the officer called him on that bullshit story, he said he doesn't really know where she's at because they had an argument the previous night. He was detained and immediately asked for his attorney, refusing to provide any more details about where Andrine was or the argument the night before. Officers continued to look around the home and located more blood on the bathroom floor. They talked to witnesses and pieced together the last time anyone, besides Andre, obviously, has seen Andreen. And they're able to narrow it down to the day prior, on February 28th, when Andrine is captured on surveillance, leaving a local pizza hut with her daughter at 6.20 p.m. Analysis of cell phone records show Andrine made it home, and Andre joined her arriving at their home not too long after Andrine and her daughter. But then something strange happened. Both her and Andre's phones were turned off at around 9 p.m. No pings, no calls, no texts. Both phones went completely dark all through the night. The next morning at around 6.30 a.m., Andre's phone is powered back on, but Andre's remained dark. Andrine, who was insanely close with her family, had a young daughter, a business to run, and a host of friends she stayed in constant contact with. Things weren't adding up, so an official search warrant was secured and executed on the evening of March first, two thousand nineteen. The blood located on the light switch and bathroom floor was collected and sent for testing. It would later come back as a match to Andrine. Officers also located a Samsung tablet, which belonged to Andrine. Surveillance was set up and officers were watching the house and Andre's every move. And it took all of 24 hours for Andre to do something, shall we say stupid, Or suspicious, or stupid and suspicious, because it was most definitely both. A deputy watching the house noticed the garage door had been torn off the tracks and saw Andre leaving, so he followed him. And just where was Andre going while his wife of over 10 years was missing? Was he going out to search, making flyers, doing anything to find her? No, no, and no. According to News 4 San Antonio, Andre went to a gun shop. Because isn't a gun shop high on the priority list when your wife is missing? And it wasn't just the fact that Andre went to a gun shop. I mean, that's suspect enough. But it's what he did when he got there, though, that really left everyone scratching their heads. Andre reportedly bought a gun and ammo, but he left the store in a hurry and left the gun and his identification behind, only taking the ammo with him. Excuse me, what? And if you thought that was the end of strange shit happening at the gun shop, well, you'd be wrong. While Andre was there, deputies noticed cuts and injuries to Andre's hands that he had zero explanation for. According to Spectrum News 1, Andre went back to the home after leaving the gun store, and once he arrived, he was detained for mental health concerns. A second search warrant was obtained, and according to Bear County Sheriff Salazar, as he spoke to Spectrum News, more items were seized, including a shovel, axe, trash bags, work gloves, two five-gallon jugs of gasoline, and a portable burn barrel. The shovel was located in a Porsche Macan that belonged to Andrine, and investigators stated that it wasn't there during a previous search. A brand new fire pit that also wasn't there during previous searches was located in the garage. It appeared it had been recently used to destroy papers and other items. A search of trash cans led police to heavy coveralls that appeared to have been worn and a claw hammer with, quote, woody plant debris and blood on the handle, head, and face. The sheriff went on to say these findings led authorities to believe that these were implements that were going to be used to dispose a body. And further. They had found a receipt indicating the items were purchased the morning of March 2nd. He said it appeared Andre McDonald attempted to destroy the receipt to make it tougher on investigators to find out when or where he purchased the items. But it hadn't worked. And with that, Andre McDonald was arrested and charged with tampering with evidence in his wife's disappearance. At some point, a third search warrant was issued. And investigators found a man's sweater and men's jeans in the laundry room. Testing was conducted, and the clothing had blood from both Andreen and Andre McDonald. Officials no longer believed beautiful Andreen was alive, and searches were organized to recover her body so she could properly be laid to rest, and whoever had done this could be held accountable. There was one suspect. And one suspect alone. And Barney Five could have figured it out. It was Andre. Creek banks, drainage ditches, ravines, wooded areas, Camp Bullis, Eisenhower Park. I could go on for hours with a list of places searched by police, the military, volunteers, and Andrine's own family and friends. But each search ended with no Andreine. Disturbing details began to emerge, and it was revealed that according to My San Antonio, law enforcement had been called to the McDonald home on previous domestic violence complaints. Friends and co workers of Andreen's would also report several incidents that led them to believe Andre was abusing her. One co worker, telling News4San Antonio that roughly a month before her disappearance, Andreen came to work with visible scratch marks on her face. When she asked her what had happened, Andreen responded, It's Andre. Another coworker and friend reported to San Antonio Express News that in the past she had heard Andreen and Andre arguing and glass breaking when the couple lived on the second floor of one of the assisted living facilities. And the employee was working with clients downstairs. This same employee reported that she had witnessed Andre arguing with Andreen that February 28th night before she vanished. And further, these arguments centered around control of Andreen's business. That's right, Andre wanted more control of the business Andreen had built from the ground up. And if he couldn't have it, He'd just divorce her, or so that seemed to be his original plan. Around the same time, this employee remembers those arguments and fights at the old house they shared, Andre had filed for divorce. It was 2017, and it was the same time police had been called to the home on at least two separate occasions for domestic disputes. Did Andrean's disappearance have anything to do? with Andre's need for more control. Andre wasn't talking, and without Andreen's body, there wasn't enough evidence to charge him with anything other than tampering, so police and the community continued to search. On March 10, 2019, family and friends gathered together and held a vigil at the Lady of Lourdes Grotto. KSAT News reported on the vigil. Andrine's family and friends gathered to honor her life and pray for a miracle that would bring her back to them. They remembered Andrine as, quote, a beautiful black Barbie, an athletic beast, and a powerful woman who always served others. She talked the talk and walked the walk, the reverend said. So she was the example of being Christ-like. That is what I want for everybody to remember about her. They also took time to raise awareness for domestic violence. As hard as they hoped for a miracle, things were about to go from horrible to horrific when Andrine's little girl began to make statements that rocked everyone to their core. She said, Daddy hurt Mommy and Mommy was going like this and then she began acting as if she couldn't breathe. Had this monster actually murdered Andrine in front of the daughter they shared together? Investigators confirmed everyone's worst fear on March 14th when Sheriff Salzar spoke to Spectrum News and said, I think one of the most heartbreaking aspects of this case is that at the center of this is a little girl. She is six years old. She just lost two parents. He went on to say that investigators planned to interview her, but they would have to be careful for several reasons. Her young age and because she was autistic and mostly non-speaking. Sheriff Salazar continued stating that it was pretty evident that she saw something happen to her mother before her disappearance. Andrine's daughter would also act out a terrifying scene with her doll that at the time was startling, but investigators didn't quite know what to make of it. According to an arrest warrant, when she was playing with a doll in the backyard, she placed the doll in a circle of rocks, broke some small sticks, and placed them over the toy. She poured something on the doll and then asked people for the fire. It would soon be clear exactly why this innocent little girl was seemingly reenacting such a sinister scene. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Everyone was still out searching for Andrine in some pretty tough conditions. It was hot, there were snakes and thick brush, but that didn't stop them. This community wasn't going to stop until Andrine was found. Andre was still sitting in jail on that tampering with evidence charge, but he wouldn't be for long. His bond had originally been set at a cool $3 million, and while everyone desperately searched for Andrine, this douche canoe filed to have his bond lowered. KENS5 News reported that it was at this bond hearing that Melinda Pennell, a former military police officer, female entrepreneur, and mom who had volunteered during several searches for Andrine, witnessed Andre laughing and smiling as if he won the lottery. His wife and the mother of his child was missing and presumed deceased, and this joker is over there cutting up in court. I literally can't with this guy. On March 20th, police revealed they've received new GPS and cell information, but they don't elaborate. They also announced there will be no more official searches scheduled until they have credible information on where Andreen might be. It's also announced that Crime Stoppers is offering a $5,000 reward for information about where Andreen is or who has harmed her. And also that the whole-ass FBI has come in to assist the Bear County Sheriff's Office in locating Andreen. a week later on march twenty seventh andre's bond was lowered, according to Spectrum News. The judge lowered the amount from three million to three hundred thousand and while the police had no more searches planned on March thirtieth, hundreds of volunteers showed up to search for Andreen off of highway two eighty one while the community was still searching for his wife, Andre must have been over there counting coins because on April 2nd, he posted his bond and was released at 1245 p.m. His bond didn't come without conditions, though, and Andre had earned himself a new anklet GPS tracker, courtesy of the Bear County Sheriff's Office. He was to have no contact with his daughter, remain on house arrest, and couldn't return to the home he shared with his missing wife. So where does Andre go? He moves into one of the old assisted living homes. It's there that KENS 5 News caught up with him. And when asked about his wife's disappearance, Andre said he had no comment and was just relaxing. Just relaxing. Well, if that ain't enough to gag a maggot. But it gets so much worse. It was April 2nd, otherwise known as his daughter's seventh birthday. You know, the daughter police believed had witnessed her mother's murder and the one he was banned from seeing. Yeah, that one. When asked if he would like to say anything to her, Andre said he didn't have anything else to say. Nothing. Zip, zilch, nada. This son of a bitch couldn't even fake it. Time ticked on, and the community still held searches for Andrine. The investigators still tracked down leads. But with nothing new to report, the case faded from the headlines. That was until July 11, 2019, four months after Andrine went missing, when news broke that human remains had been found near what Sheriff Salazar told News 4 San Antonio was, quote, quite literally ground zero for Andreen McDonald. It was just six miles from the McDonald home in the 600 block of Specht Road. As it turned out, this area had been searched just days into the initial search for Andreen. And while searches had been conducted in the area, the remains were found on a 50-acre private property, behind a gate and a fence, something law enforcement didn't have access to at the time. According to News 4 San Antonio, the remains were discovered when the property owner asked a friend to dispose of two deceased cows on the land. When he went to take care of the animal carcasses, he saw what he recognized as a human skull so he called authorities. Deputies said there were two ways to get where the bones were found, either jumping a fence near the street and walking 15 or so yards, or walking 125 yards from the gate of the property to the scene. And that wasn't all. According to Click2Houston, to the human remains appear to have been covered with wood and cow bones and then set on fire. This scene was familiar to investigators. It was exactly what Andrine's daughter had acted out with her doll. It led officials to believe that not only had this scum likely murdered Andrine in front of their six-year-old child, he had taken her along to dispose of her mother's body. I don't even have the words. The remains weren't immediately identifiable, but investigators announced that due to the location and circumstances, they were likely those of Andreen McDonald. And they were right. Just days later, the remains were identified as those of Andreen through dental records. The medical examiner determined that the manner of death was homicide by an unknown means. There was evidence of charring of the bones as well as a melted plastic like substance found with the remains. And on July 15, 2019, Andre McDonald was finally arrested and charged with the murder of Andrew McDonald. His bond was set at $2 million and he remained behind bars. On Saturday, December 7, 2019, A private celebration of life service was held for Andrine. Her family remembered the beautiful and gracious woman who gave so much of herself to others. Her cousin Donna spoke to my San Antonio after the service, remembering Andrine. The service was in celebration of Andrine's life, just to celebrate her and to know the beautiful person, the caring and loving person that she was. She treated everyone the same. You don't meet many people that have the ability to love in such a way. She just had a love for people, and everything that she did, she did it intentionally with love. That's rare. She really woke up every day intentionally wanting to do good and be good for others. She also spoke of Andrine feeling trapped in domestic violence saying she had tried for many years to escape the relationship, telling the outlet she had no help because when you're a victim of violence, you become stuck. You become frozen in the pain and the trauma and the hurt. You become frozen because you don't know what to do. In October of 2019, Andre was indicted by a grand jury for murder and tampering with evidence. The case was set to go to trial sometime in 2020, but 2020, need I say more? Once again, in November of 2021, Andre petitioned the court to have his bond reduced as he awaited trial. And it was. It was lowered to $50,000 on the tampering with evidence charge and $200,000 for the murder charge with a grand total of $250,000, which he was able to post days later. On November 12, 2021, Andre McDonald walked out of jail to wait for his court date in the comfort of a home likely paid for by his wife. You know, the one he brutally murdered in front of their child? I'm sure he's just there relaxing. He is on pretrial supervision. I guess that's supposed to help us all sleep better at night. A trial date was projected for January of 2022, but delayed again. And so that's where we are. Andre McDonald is chilling at home, waiting for his murder trial to start right now as we speak. The last movement on the case was on January 6th of this year, 2022, when a motion to compel was filed by the defense. The two sides had been going at it for some time, the defense invoking their right to see everything before trial and the prosecution saying that they now have 100,000 new images discovered by investigators that they need time to go through, according to KENS 5 News. I'll be sure to keep you updated as this case moves along. Andrine Nicole McDonald will forever be remembered as a hardworking, kind, brilliant, and beautiful mother who always gave 120% and devoted her life to helping others. Her daughter is being raised by Andrine's mom, and I think it's safe to say she's in great hands. I'll leave you with the words of Andrine herself as she spoke to the San Antonio woman. Women must believe in themselves and that they can achieve their dreams. If you work hard, you can achieve your goals. Put in the time and effort. Nothing comes easy. You can be in a bad situation, but you can make it better if you work hard. Domestic violence knows no bounds. It can happen to anyone. It doesn't matter if you're rich or poor, a successful businesswoman, a stay-at-home mom, Or a young college student. It crosses all political party lines, race, and socioeconomic status. And oftentimes, it's hard to see on the surface. If you find yourself in a violent and abusive relationship, please don't suffer in silence. I know it doesn't feel like there's any escape, but there is a way out, and there are resources available to help you navigate your path to freedom. You can visit thehotline.org for more information or call 1-800-799-7233. Or you can even text the word START to 88788. Someone is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week, 365 days a year. You can find more information on this case or any of the others I've covered on my Instagram, at least underscore of these, or my Facebook, at least of these. New episodes drop every Thursday. Make sure you subscribe so you'll never miss an episode. I'll be bringing you an all new case next week, and I can't wait. Thank you for listening. Thank you for caring. If you know something, say something. And until next time, be good to each other.